um, we back on the AP show, and today we got Lewis Rick. Yeah, yeah. What's happening, man? So, um, what's new? Ah, man. I always got some new music going. You know, working on three different projects right now. Uh, getting ready for some shows coming up. Uh, beside that, man, just day to day, taking care of the wife, kids. You know what I mean? Got man. three of them, three daughters. So yeah, I remember you. You said <laughs> at the show you like being a, a daddy daughter. Yeah, man, man, big time, big time. Like I said, man, kids, kids take you back to your childhood. That's what's that's what's fun about them. It's just it's your chance to take away all the bullshit happening on in your life or whatever, and just kind of unwind and have fun. That's how I look at it. It's like a big play day every day. Man. So, um, I like to call this series uh, March Madness. Right. For, like, March. So, um, you fuck with the NBA or uh, college more? I'm a little more lean towards the NBA just because my attitude has always been, like, if you ain't good enough to make it to that level, like, why do I need to know you? You know what I mean? But it's like, (laughs) I but at the same time, I think college is more exciting to watch than the NBA. So... I'm kind of leaning a little. I'm trying to get into college a little bit more as far as like learning people before they become like famous and start to blow up. Because that's how I learn about you know all the people coming up in the draft is through college because they was cooping in college. Jalil Embiid, I can't believe. Yeah, that. that was crazy. Yeah, Ku, you know what I'm saying? Like Zion, they talked so much about Zion last year. By the time he came up, we already knew who he was. You know what I mean? So I have his jersey. I got the, which one? The number one Duke jersey. Oh, uh, word? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't say Zion on it, but it's number one. Kyrie wore number one, too. So, yeah. that's pretty lit. Yeah, man. <coughs> it's good to see him in the NBA hooping, man. Zion's killing. He, he's pretty tough, man. Yeah. Like, he built like a like a big old brick walking around, boy. He was just solid. Would, he, would he be part of your starting five if he was to pick like, everybody out of the NBA? Would he be part of your starting five? Like right now? Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I think right now, because he's doing his thing, averaging like 20 a game, yeah, I'd have to put him in right now. I'd have to put him at that fourth spot. He's only 19 years old. Well, my only concern with him is how hard he plays. He plays so hard, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Derrick Rose before he blew his knees out. He used to play so hard, like making those cuts, and he blew out his knees. Uh, yeah, I was never on the D Rose wave, but he he's pretty cool though. I fuck with him. Yeah, I wish I was still alive near the Jordan era. Man, you was alive. You was yeah. You ordered. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, how was that? Was it? How Man. was that? Is it was it more greater than how like people think of LeBron now? I think LeBron is way more fanboy than Jordan was. Like way more and that's only because there was no social media back then there was no Facebook and all that other stuff in Jordan's era but uh, Jordan uh, LeBron is an equivalent to Jordan as far as like how they're viewed you know what I mean LeBron is viewed as like the god of basketball and Jordan was viewed the same way so yeah. but if there was a same, like that type of social media attention back then I think I, it, it would have been on the same scale. I like how people try to compare I'm a LeBron fan but like yeah yeah yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll tell anybody right now, LeBron's the greatest player to ever play the he, game. He's, he's the best all-around player. Uh, yeah, and to me, like, that's what encompasses, that's what encompasses him being the best of all time because he does yeah. everything. There's Man, nothing he I lacks th- in. I think Giannis is going to be be around the best all-around player pretty soon. If he just learns how to shoot, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, you walking in on an interview again? He walked in on another interview the other day. Good. <laughs> yeah, that shit was pretty it funny. Happens. Man, so, um, do you have a favorite team in the NBA? It's the Lakers, right? No, no, I'm not a Laker fan. Um, it, yeah, I still, you know, it's always been the Thunder. I don't follow them as much as I used to since KD left, but I still kind of root for them on a low. But I don't really have anybody that I'm like, I actively root for. Because I kind of like watching everybody. I like watching teams come up, you know, out of the rings and do their thing. Like, it's cool to see teams like the Clippers and, you know, they come up and because they suck for so long, you know what I mean? So now it's good to see him kind of run. Oh, me. I remember I, I used to fuck with them back then when they had Chris Paul and DeAndre right. Jordan and Griffin. Lob Man. City. Man, yeah. Lob yeah. City. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And everybody thought they was going to run the table, but then they wind up being jack shit and breaking that team up. So Look at the Warriors right now, they went five, they, they said uh, they went five straight to the finals. And uh, now, now they're like they're first eliminated out of the whole the whole game. They got the worst record in the NBA. Like, I know, <laughs> worse than the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers are right next to them. That's exactly. crazy. They used to go back to back, and now like, isn't that crazy? They was now, in back to back championships. Now they at the yeah. very very bottom. <laughs> well, there's some key pieces missing out of both of them teams, so that's why. I like how it's not even like in between. Like, oh, they're like they're, they got a chance. Like, nah, like they're done. Like, yep. all the way at the bottom. I'm like, damn. Yep. I watched uh, Curry come back the other night against yeah. the Raptors. Yeah. I, I went to go sit down watch that game. I was like, man. It's like, basically, he's just warming up for next year because there ain't nothing he can do. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it's I'm a good chance. i to come back. It's a good chance to. Oh, boy. Hey, he's close. I seen. I seen. So, he uh, might come back this year? Dude. Oh. If it, what, if, what if he comes I back seen right him. before the playoffs? Hey. Do they have a chance, right? I've seen Sports Center showed him on Instagram yesterday, crossing some dude up in practice and I going know. to the hole and booming. Yeah, and was, I was like, he, he was looks practicing. good to me. You know what I mean? Like, I think if it was an emergency situation, they like trying to make that push or something. Yeah, he he could come in. Man, there's a possibility. I think I think from what I've seen, he could come back this year. But who do you think someone at all? It's somebody in the Staples Center. Which team? I don't know, but it's coming from the Staples Center. I'll say that. Lakers or Clippers? I just don't know which. On two K, I'm a, a, I signed with the Clippers on my career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you doing some bandwagon stuff riding with the Clippers because they got a dope team? Nah, I mean it's different now on my career. Like I got, I still got Leonard. We got rid of George. We Damn. we got Luka Doncic and we got Donovan Mitchell, and I'm running point. And they got, you got all these point guards. And you running point, bro? I, I bro, <laughs> we won back to back already. Where are you putting them? Where are you putting Luca and uh, Mitchell? Okay, so Mitchell he he's shooting guard. Luca uh, Luca's a shoot shoot. He's a small forward, and then we got Leonard. Every time I said a pick, I go for Leonard, and it's over. That's all. I'm like, man. So you got Leonard <laughs> running four. You got Luca mm-hmm. at the three. Luca at the three, and uh, wow, Mitchell at the two, and then we still got the same center from uh, the the present time, whatever his name is. Man, look, that unknown ass center from the Clippers. I forgot his name. But he's coming up, bro. I was like, where'd he come from? Like, nobody knew who he was until, <laughs> until like, Leonard went to the Clippers and everybody knows about this center. I don't know his name, but he's pretty nice. Huh. He does his job. He's a Clippers center. You know what I'm talking about? You're talking about Harold? Yeah, I think that's yeah. his name. Yeah, Harold is nice, though. Yeah, nobody, people will be sleeping on him. Yeah, for real. He's nice, though. I saw him just the other night doing some cats up, man. He got some handles. 
That's what tricked me about him. He got some he got some skills with the Brock. That's what I'm saying. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. It's uh I think it's gonna be the Clippers or Lakers though. Like those are the two teams. Bro, Kobe died this year, so like I definitely think like the Lakers are gonna win it all. Also, yeah. Conspiracy shit, bro. Yeah, it's some uh Ah, that's a hell of a way to start the year off, bro. That was uh that was unreal. Unreal. Man, so um, I fuck with the shoes. What are those actually called? Uh, these are Jordans. These are Jordan uh, ones. Jordan ones. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, How much were they? These were one seventy. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, one seventy. Bro, I just got these Air Maxes. Nobody Bro, can see I my know, camera. And, yeah. I, well, hold up though, because when we first met, this is what I've seen you in, uh, and I was like, where he get them? All I, I haven't seen them anywhere. That's why I always try to get the shoes nobody be having, because I used to have a. Uh, I used to have a, what you call it, uh MCM designer bag, yeah. and uh, I switched it out for the coach, because I was like, everybody, ha- every drug dealer has a, a MCM backpack, a brown backpack, <laughs> so I had to get rid of it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Man. That's some old school shit, that's what they used to do back in the 90s For real, shit. so that was back then, like, that's yeah. how it started? Yeah, all like the MCM shit. Uh, all that shit, that fly shit, you know, true Man. British night. All the drug dealers had that shit. That's how you knew it was what, a D boy. What was you wearing back then at my age? Oh, shit. 17. How old are you? 17? 17, 18. No. I was probably still still bombing it back then. Um, but I was I was in the middle of making that transition because I just got my first job. So um, then I started like my first job was at a place called Ball Superfood. A grocery store and literally called balls. Was this in camp? Chaz balls? Chaz balls. I know Chaz balls. Yeah. Nobody knows about Chaz yeah. balls. I know about Chaz balls. On oh, 89th and Parallel level in Wyandotte County. That was my oh, first job. What? Yeah. The one near the Green Gas Station? Yes, sir. I used to live with my, my uh, uncle and I lived there. That's crazy. I don't know shit. Yeah, I, I live over in that area, bro. I'm from Wyandotte County. Born For real? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm from KCK. Yeah, that's lit as fuck, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, how do you explain wow, that? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first gig, and it's like... Did you go to the high school out there? Went to Washington. Oh, okay, that's lit. Wash House. Yeah, came out in 95, so I'm an old man. I went to Rosedale. Right. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I went to the Shawnee Mission Schools. Okay, so like, you know how like KCK, 6 through 8 in middle school. Right. When, when I got kicked out and had to go to... uh. Shawnee Mission, Shawnee Mission, they're uh, sixth graders in elementary school still. So I went from middle school to elementary school like that. You went from middle school back to, el- basically El-school. going back. Yeah, I went yeah. back, it felt, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But, um, yeah. I don't understand, like, because, like, my oldest daughter, she's 11. So, like, I'm used to what you said, going from first grade to fifth, and then you go sixth to eighth in middle school. Did she go school. to the KCK school? She goes uh, up north, Park Hill. Uh, but I, oh yeah, I know what the school is. She had she went first to f- first to fifth, and then she goes to a completely separate school for sixth, and then starts a completely separate school to go seventh to twelfth. That's how I've been like all my school life. It's like traveling schools every four years almost. Yeah, man. So um, did you stick at the same school for uh, high school? Yeah, I went all four years to Washington. Yeah. I was uh, my first two years sucked ass, cause I had no paper, just bummy. I was just a loser, you know what I mean. And then I got a job, started getting shit, and then like what was funny, like speaking of the NBA, that's when they first started making jerseys. My eleventh grade year, they didn't make the uh, 
the jerseys that uh, unless you had an authentic, but they started making the replica joints. Mitchell and Ness did. And like so, the stuff they got in the mall today. Yeah. They didn't start making it until when? 92. What? The first one was Larry Johnson, Charlotte Hornets. And I was the first person, I swear to God, first person to want to kind of have a jersey. I was like, ooh, I'm so happy I got that joint. And the mm. second one was uh, Alonzo Mourning and then Shaquille O'Neal and Penny. Then they just started flooding the market. But, yeah, once I started getting them jerseys, I had these big-ass nerdy glasses, too. I got rid of them, got some contacts. I got a uh, Jordan jersey, but it's a flip-over, and it's a Pistons jersey. Flip it over. I forgot. Uh, who yeah, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. I remember them shits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, yeah. I forgot they made them motherfuckers. Yeah, man. Yeah, I went. I did all four years though at uh at Washington, the Wash House. <coughs> you have any issues at school? Uh, nah, I know how really. like Washington is. Is there a lot of fights there? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was always fights. Was it worse then than how it is now? No, it's worse now. Cause that's what I was saying. Like it's getting worse, and like people don't understand that. Like you know what I'm saying. Like if you yeah. tell your kids, like you tell your son, like oh you can do how I did it. Like I, I went through high school, you can do. It, you know what I mean? It's like I be saying like we're not from the same like same generation. Yeah. It's totally different. You need more credits than you had when you probably graduated. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. twenty three point five, I think, to graduate. Well, I just mean the. The pressure of going every day and not getting into some Man. type of not getting shot or something like that, because it's like, yeah, we fought a lot, but we fist fought, and when we fist fought, it was pretty much done. Like it wasn't somebody going did to you look get for somebody. Fights at school? Uh, did I did in middle school. Did you uh, I ain't never. Ain't nobody ever beat my ass. I beat there. <laughs> I, I beat everybody's ass, and I fought. Um. Uh, I fought a lot in middle school. I don't really remember fighting at all in high school. And then for some reason, like in my early 20s, I, I fought a lot again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Other than that was it after that. I just got so, smarter. Um, what you do when you was 21? Like, was it a difference? Uh, you mean like, why did I go back to fighting? Nah, like when you turned 21, like what you do? What did I do? Yeah, like did you turn up or anything? Oh, for my birthday? Yeah. I didn't do nothing. Did, I, I, I don't think I, I think I literally did nothing. Because back then, I didn't even drink at 20, when, when I was 21. Oh, okay. I didn't take my first drink of alcohol until I was 28. Huh. Yeah, so back then, I was I was still like, I was a still turned up dude. I was hype. I just, I was so naturally hype, I felt like I didn't need liquor. I didn't need weed so, or anything. So you didn't do nothing back then? I didn't do nothing. I, I didn't was, even have the vapes back then. We got the vapes now yeah, and shit. Like, man. Yeah. Nah, I mean back then, if even if vapes was around back then, that wouldn't have meant nothing to me because I didn't. So, I didn't so know um, when did you start smoking weed? Uh, first time I tried it was about eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. What, what made you want to start it? Just because of the way it made me feel. It was like, uh, I ain't gonna put the person on blast who who put me onto it, but because I don't think. I don't think that person's parents know that they do it, but whatever. Uh, it was just a feeling, you know what I mean? It was like I never had something that just kept me in the moment. It was like I wasn't thinking about tomorrow or the day before. It was like whatever task I was doing. If I'm playing video games, I was like super zoned in on that video game. You know what I mean? And if I'm writing ROMs, I'm super zoned in on writing ROMs. Like there was no other distractions around. And it was just like, damn. So then I started doing my research on it because the biggest reason I never did it before because I thought it was bad for you. Like I thought it was 
physically bad for your health. You know, that's because it was illegal. So I was thinking, oh, it's illegal, it must be bad for you. Then I thought about it, I was like, well, cigarettes ain't great for you, liquor's not great for you, but this shit's legal. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. So I started doing my research on it, and I was like, not only is it not bad for you, it's really good for you. You know what I mean? So I don't know, from then on, it was just, it was on the popper. Man. So, um, what do you usually smoke with? You, you fuck with the papers or the blunts? Whatever, bro. I'm a I, bowl person is what I mostly use. I try to get into more of that because, like, breaking it down and rolling it up and then. That's just doing too much, bro. You got you, the grinder, right? You got a grinder. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, because I still know cats doing it by hand. I'm like, Yeah, I still, I still do it by hand. I'm just saying, like. Nah, you need that grinder, if bro. If you on the go. But then I, I don't like taking my grinder with me because, like, it's more of a charge. Dude, they got grinders for, like, five bucks. You can go get a little plastic cheap joint. Yeah, you know I know. I'm, I'm saying, like, if you get caught up with it, it's more of a charge. Uh, yes, this is why I don't fuck with it. Yeah, man, especially anymore in Missouri. Like, Oh, I mean, you. yeah, if you live in Missouri. Now, in Kansas, yeah. Yeah, yeah I live all the way in KCK, yeah. so, like, it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I used to live out in Overland Park. Right. So it was definitely more federal than how it is in KCK. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, 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 like, it's... Yeah, it's kind of different out more in KCK, but like, yeah, in Overland Park, man, it was much it more was, strict. Man, I'm telling you, bro, like, I'm glad I made it out. <laughs> <laughs> made it out of OP. That's crazy. Yeah, it sounds simple. That's how I feel about Wyandotte County. I'm glad I made it out of Wyandotte County. Man, I, I, I was living there, and yeah, it was pretty dope. Now I moved back, and I was like, oh, it's, it's dope. Because I went from like Overland Park, they got the canes and stuff. But then when I went to uh, back to KCK, I got back onto the go chicken go. Right, man. Yeah. yeah. Now I stayed in the hood, so it's like you know I grew up around all the bullshit and the nonsense. I was like, I cannot wait to leave this shit. That's how I be feeling, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, um, how much do you charge for shows? Uh, it just depends. It depends on who you are, and depends on what the show is about. Like you know, if you a homie and you're doing a benefit show or something. Doing it for free, like I'm not gonna tax you for that. But you know, if you throwing on a show or something, you know, it just it depends. Like I'm not unreasonable, <laughs> I feel <laughs> you know. So I don't, I ain't on that scale. So I recognize where I'm at, and you know, most well, of the times I just do it out of love. You know, it ain't even about the money. It's just about going out and putting on a show. Man, do you ever just invest in yourself and just say fuck the money? Nine times out of ten, yeah. Because yeah. I don't. It's, to me, at this point, it's not about the money. It's just about having that outlet of creativity and expressing myself any way I see fit. That's why I do music. That's why I'm still doing it. That's why if I'm alive at 75, I'm still going to be rapping. You know what I mean? It's Man, like, feel. it ain't even about the money. Man, so um, I'm going to be back. My camera cut off. That's all good. So I'm going to have to get back. Man, so um, we back. And yeah, um, yeah. we were talking about, uh, so do you charge more when you're out of town? Or more nah. than, you charge more than when you're out of town uh, or how you are in town yeah like a five because you know you're gonna need the traveling expenses gas and all that stuff so yeah it's gonna be definitely more of a a tax if i'm out of town just because i need that i'm gonna What's need help with that coverage charge for your show if you could say that uh 15 i think Fifteen thousand? no no hundred fifteen hundred fuck yeah Man, that was a show I did in uh, Iowa about it was a minute ago, but 
Like they were pretty they kept hitting me up in my DM. They were pretty persistent in trying to get me out there. And I was just like, you know, I don't have the money to get out there for real like that. So I told them, you know, I broke down what it was going to take to get me there. And they was like, we got you. I was like, okay, shit, I'll be there. I went and rocked that mug too, solo. I was all by myself. Uh, uh, I was about to say, did you take uh, Lucifer's? Nah, I just, I didn't even tell nobody about it. I just like, that's how I want to be. My shit when, whenever I get older, like when I turn 21, that's when I want to start traveling and shit because that's when you can start going to all the dispensaries out and shit. You don't be needing nobody. Yep. Did you start doing that when you was 21? Or, or when you started like smoking weed and then like start traveling with it? Is that like why you mostly travel by yourself? Uh, Well, I know when I do travel, I normally do travel with somebody else. But in that particular instance, it was just like <coughs> I didn't feel like I needed to tell anybody. I'm like that a lot with a lot of shit. Like I don't feel like I need to go out and tell people what I'm doing or what's happening. I just go do it. You know what I mean? I feel so, the same. I'm just kind of I'm kind of funny like that. I just I don't feel like I need to get on social media. Hey, I'm about to do this. I'm about to go over there. I just I'm just going to do it. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? So um, are you signed to anyone? Nah, uh-uh. Do you plan on being independent or do you plan on signing eventually? It depends, man. You know, like, I've had some talk with some labels, and if we can get it together, you know, we'll see what's up. I'd rather be independent just because I'm recouping all of what I do. I'd rather invest my money into it so I make sure that all the money's coming back is also mine. I don't want none of those 60-40 deals and all that other bullshit. Man. Uh, more like 70-30 or 80-20 now, but... You know, like I said, it depends if we if I can come to terms that meet my standard. I'm not trying to meet their standard. I feel like you're uh, saying. we can play ball. But if you was ever gonna sign to someone, who would it wanna be? Like what label? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not labels anymore. Don't really impress me because this independence kind of the way to go. So. Uh-huh. Man. Not really any labels that I look at now to be like, yeah. But back in the day, like a Def Jam or Arista or, you know, uh, Interscope, cause they had all the big hitters, you know what I mean? So it's like, shit, they got success like that. Shit, I want to be in on that shit. So, Man. but anymore, yeah, it's, I'm cool with being independent. Man, so um, how do you know Lucid Flows? Uh, just through the hip hop scene. We met probably about 15 years ago. Um, this place called uh, it's Hip Hop and Hot Wings on 9th and Broadway. It's at this uh, restaurant called The Peanuts, still there, but they don't do Hip Hop and Hot Wings anymore. But every Sunday, you know, they like hip hop artists would come together and just like listen to music, listen to folks DJ, and then sometimes it'd be live shows. It was like a real underground spot for like upcoming artists. Like, Seth's crew used to go there all the time. You see Tech 9 he would pop his head up in there. You just see a lot of up-and-coming artists, you know, pop up, so. You ever met Tech 9 Yeah, I've met Tech 9 he's, he's cool as hell, man, cool as hell. He's, for a person that in his position, you would think his head would be a little bit more, you know, stuck up in the clouds, but he's such a down-to-earth, Dude, he'll talk yeah. to anybody. He's been cool. Always been yeah. that way. He's always shown me love anytime we see each other. So I've been love. trying to get an interview with him. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I, I, <laughs> I already done, uh, interviewed most of the people he had a song with, like Marley Young. He's always there at Strange Music. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's just his schedule is so busy. He's just a tough person to tie down. He's man. always, always on the road. Always. 
Man. So, um, what year did you, uh, what year was this 15 years ago? This was like 05, right? 05, yep. Man. Yep. Was the city different back then? Not really. I mean, there's always been good people. There's always been bad people. There's always been violence. There's always been bullshit. You know what I mean? I don't. I, what I don't really think anything's changed too much. You know, if anything, the changes that I do see, to me, are for the better. Just because I see a lot more younger people being outgoing, more creative, more expressive in how they they view themselves. Everybody's not so rigid, and you got to be this and you got to be that, and you got to you know. Everybody feels more free to express themselves, and I think that's really cool. That's how I be feeling with my generation. It's more like yeah, exactly. Yeah, cause like you're like people your age are like older than you, like Ice Cube and all them NWA, all them. They would think like the new class music ain't all that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm just like it's just it's just not the same. It's just like right. It's not supposed to be the same. It's right. like we're supposed to make our own shit. Like we're supposed to make our own wave and right. all little catchphrases and shit like. Yeah, and that's you know we we had to deal with the same thing with the generation before us. They looked at that's us what like I'm saying. you guys are weird. This is crazy. Man. What are y'all doing? That's what I. That's the only thing I think like like generations have in common. Like our generation and your generation. That's what I think we have in common because we don't really have a lot in common. But I think that's one of them. How like we both had that same like people that, that were older than us they always looked down to us because we were too young or something you know what I mean right yeah man, man. it's just cause like you said you're doing something different so people are like mm, what is that that's not what I'm used to that's not exactly. what I came up on and it's like different don't mean bad you know what I mean it's like you just gotta open up your mind and give shit a chance different don't mean bad yeah for shit so um how long you been doing music for <sighs> shit I think I wrote my first rhyme in 1989 <laughs> how old was you uh Probably 13, maybe. Yeah, 13. So you always like. knew you wanted to do rap? Um, I always wrote raps. I didn't know that I wanted to actually do it for real, for real. Like, I was always in my bedroom just sitting down. Writing shit. Writing shit. And I didn't even think twice about it. I didn't think, like, I'm about to sit down and write a rhyme. I would just sit down and just start zoning. Man. And I had, like... I had like five shoe boxes that were stacked with notepads, just full of shit that I've nobody's ever heard, never been put to anything, just filled with rhymes. So, um, when did you start taking music seriously? I think when uh, I met, I had a homie named Willie back in Wanda County, and he rhymed. My boy Willie, yeah. Yeah, he rhymed all the time, and um, he introduced me to this homie that he rhymed with named Fahim, and they had like a little thing going. And so he wanted to bring me into that fold. And so I still really, I was kind of set on being a solo artist, so I wasn't, really wasn't feeling the whole group thing. But, you know, the more we started recording, um, I just kind of got comfortable with him and we formed a group. So, Man, so, like, what happened with that group? Are you still part of it? Nah, uh, that was a group called Ucoepto. Ucoepto stood for United Kings with Unending Evolution, Peace and Tunes Organized. I don't know how I still remember that. Are they still around? Uh, they both moved out of Kansas City, but I mean, we broke up long before they moved out of Kansas City. Man, so we I'll broke we broke up over a pitch article, <laughs> article in the pitch. They were yeah. talking about you guys. Nah, what happened was is that um, we had kind of been inactive as a group for about six or seven months, and so 
Fahim, he came to me one day and he was like, man, I got some other shit going on in my life. I really can't prioritize this whole Ucoepto thing. So I got to bow out. And so, you know, we basically disbanded the group. So I was like, all right, you know, cool. But he never went and told the other member, Willie, that the group is broke up. So Willie finds out that we're broke up through this article I did with the pitch which is where I was basically already telling them Ucoepto was done. I'm a part of Soul Servers now. <laughs> but he didn't know anything about that because Fahim never went to him and be like, it's over. And I, and looking back at hindsight years later, I kind of like, I should have went and told him something too. But I looked at it like, well, Fahim's the one that didn't want to be in a group no more. Fahim's the one that needs to tell him the group is over. But, because he's yeah. the owner of the group. Yeah, well, not necessarily the owner, but he was a big part of it. He was one of the producers. I was the other producer, and um, yeah, he—that's how he found out that so that his group was over is reading a pitch in the article, uh, reading an article to so pitch. How, yeah. So we, yeah, we fell out for a minute about that. We didn't talk for about three or four years, and then we saw each other in the club one day, and like, damn, <laughs> there came the blows. Like we was, I was mad at him that he thought that I would even like be that kind of person. You know what I mean? Like, you know my character. You know I'm not that kind of guy. But at the same time, I could see how he felt a certain way about it because nobody reached out to him to say it's over. So, but we eventually, we got cool. And then somehow uh, he wound up getting mad about it all over again. And that's kind of where it stands now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so, um, do you ever go for a vibe when you're recording? Um... I just try to like I listen to the beat like whatever the beat kind of directs me to go I just kind of go off that I never I don't want to do a lot of thinking when I write thinking to me just fucks up everything it's like trust your intuition trust your guts and uh, that's I just try to get that like you said that feeling that vibe of this is the zone I want to be in instead of let me think about what I want to say on this track you know I feel what you're saying so, um, you record at your house, or do you have a spot you record at? Oh, uh, man, I record at so many places, it's, it's nuts. I don't even think I can name all the places I record. I record everywhere but my house. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a spot at your house? I just, I recently just got a mic um, that I bought from a friend a couple months ago. So, man. I'm going get to that, get that going. Because it sucks, especially with a wife and three kids and a full-time job, to be trying to transition to a studio. I feel what you're saying. It's time-consuming, so... Yeah, I got to be able to go down in the basement, knock verses out, and go on, go on and be go upstairs and be daddy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel so. Um, I like to call this topic uh, daily topics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, you believe aliens are real? Do I believe aliens are real? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of fifty fifty. I can't say a hundred percent yes or no. I'm kind of in between. Man, so like. What makes you think they're not real? Just because we've been taught to believe they're not real. Brainwashing. So how you feeling? Government be on some other shit. Oh, with a lot of stuff. Man, that's that just one of it. Man, so, um... Um, you think Tupac is alive? Uh, no. But, Pac is one of those people that if I found out he was alive, I don't know if it would surprise me that much. Just because I think he's that clever. <laughs> yeah. I, for real, I do. Like, the whole Machiavelli theory was just 
brilliant. What's like, that mean? Like Machiavelli was a was a painter back in the day. Um, he cut his ear off, did all kind of crazy shit, and then he faked his own death. And he wrote this album before he died, like right before he died. Yeah, he definitely faked his death then. It's I either never either that, yeah, but, he, but it's like that's his common sense, bro. Like, yeah, well, that's like if you're drawing those comparisons, they're very It's Like, wow, how, how come there wasn't a picture of his dead body? Like, you know how they got a picture of uh, Pablo Escobar when they shot him? They were right next to him. They had a picture of him, dead body, or smiling and everything. Why didn't they have a picture of Tupac? They have, they, they have an autopsy picture of, of Pac, like oh. of him. They could you can see like where the bullet holes ripped through his chest. So that's why I think he's dead. Uh, I've never seen an autopsy of Biggie, but I have seen one of Pac. That's what I'm saying. That's just weird. I d- no, I definitely think Tupac. Yeah, the it. whole Machiavelli thing was really kind of eerie. I never realized that, but yeah. Because he died, he died in September of '96, and Machiavelli came out in October of '96. Like, like with Juice World, like everybody knew he was going to die. Like I knew he was going to die right when he like started rapping about Zans. I was like, oh, he's definitely finna like. Yeah, I just knew, like, he yeah. always talks about it all the time. I'm just like, bro. Then it finally happened. Everybody was so shook. I'm just like, bro, we knew this was coming, bro. He's a depressionalized rapper, bro. That pops That's another, time. like, generational difference is, like, you guys do a lot of, like, pill popping, and there's a lot of depression, and that's something we didn't really... And I think social media has opened it up to where you can talk about those things and be more comfortable with them, as opposed to us, where... Emotions may have been there, but we kept it bottled up or we took it out in other ways. But like there wasn't a whole lot of pill popping and stuff like that. It was a lot of drinking and a lot of smoking weed, but like <laughs> pills is kind of a, a new thing. And like yeah. cats is like dying from that shit left and right. I know, I had I had a couple homies die from that shit. That shit's scary, man. It is scary, yeah. But it's scary to think that somebody is going through problems that are that extreme that you need to like risk dying to try to get over it you know what I mean like that's that's a scary thing and it's yeah. like it's something I look at especially with you know I got younger cousins around your age and stuff like that and I'm like that if, especially with my daughter like my daughter's 11 you know what I mean like this shit starts young like I don't want her being around that stuff or influenced by that stuff and I'm not you know it ain't no blame or nothing you know every every generation has had to deal with that thing you know what I mean like so it's like we had you know we had AIDS epidemic, you know what I mean? We had crack, you know what I mean? We had all kind of shit that our generation had to overcome and deal with. But, like, pills seems to be, like, y'all's thing. You know what and, I mean? And coronavirus. Yeah, coronavirus <laughs> is... That's nuts, too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not... I don't know. I, I, we were talking about government shit, you know what I mean? I think it's a bunch of media hype. I'm not trying to test it, you know? Knock on wood, I don't want it. But at the same time, I ain't walking around scared of that shit. You know what I mean? It's, I feel- I'm going to do my day-to-day thing. So, um, where do you see yourself in six months? Six now? months? Uh, hopefully on vacation. I plan my vacation six months from now. But also, having at least two of these projects that I'm working on dropped out. Uh, a couple of videos I got in the work out, you know, doing some shit. Um, Man, didn't you just drop a video today with Blue Flows? Uh, that's old. We just, uh, that's the uh, same shit we did last year. Ah. Uh, uh, but, you know, just continuing to progress and make music man i'm yeah. still feel like even at my age i'm still finding my voice and finding new shit to make myself better so man so um you have any future goals you honestly man my biggest goal is to get into the business world you know i love music but it's like 
I've looked at over the last six to nine months looking at investing and uh, just kind of putting my putting my hands in different pots to see how I can help something from the ground up something organic become big you know what I mean I feel what you're saying so it's like you know the music to me is always going to be a hobby but business and investing is kind of that's where my head is at right now man so um I'd like to thank you for coming on the AP show yeah. you know what I'm saying thanks for having me man so um this is it for the AP show peace <laughs>